Thank you, Pastor Stu. Right, church, are you ready for our speakers this morning? Come on, we are in for a treat. So I'm going to introduce someone to you onto the stage who is just an incredible young man of God. Um, someone who is a trailblazer, someone who he leads people around him without even realizing he's just doing it. He's a natural leader. Can I have to the stage the legend, Nathan G. Nathan Grant. Hello, church. Hello, hello. What a day, am I right? Jamie, you know, what a day, mate. What a day. I've been told I've got about five to seven minutes, so I'll try and keep it down to that, but I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so thankful. Just in worship then, I was just saying, I can't thank God enough for what he's doing in these people that I love and what he's going to do in all of you guys, all of you as individuals, not just the youth. I'm just, yeah, I'm so thankful, and I can't wait to see what God has next. Um, so I've just got a few bullet points here that I want to just base this around, but I'm just going to speak from what God's been pouring into me. Um, and so, yeah, so I just want to say, first off, as a statement about us as a youth, we are not slowing down. We are not slowing down. I know there might be some of you in here that are feeling challenged right now, but seeing how much God is doing in, in all of us, like feeling, feeling like you want that with God, but, and, and thinking like, oh, it's, it's fine, this is just there the momentum summer camp honeymoon period where in a couple of weeks they'll be sat down doing nothing again but I'm telling you I can speak for people here we are not slowing down we are not stopping this is this is a movement that that starts with us as individuals who have experienced God who know God intimately in relationship and out of that pouring out of that there's going to be a movement that's going to change this world and I'm so thankful for God for doing that I've seen him so truly, his spirit just touch people. All of these youth, people that have been completely changed and have got a new heart that just desires him and desires his kingdom on earth and desires the things that truly matter in this world. Um, and so, yeah, we are not, we're not slowing down. This isn't a one-week excitement parade. We're not going to be done after next week. This is a movement that's, that's being led by people who have truly encountered God, who know what, what kingdom is and know what God wants to do in this world and are not slowing down because they know the importance of it. Um, and so my first point here is just that we are, as a church, we are not just called to be church goers, but we're, we're called to be the church that go out into the world and be the church, not just in this building, not just in a Sunday, not just in a Friday, on a Friday for us youth guys. We are called to be the church in this world. We are called to have our own relationship with God, to know his word intimately, to know him as a friend and to go out into this world and seek, seek and save those people who only we can, those people that only we can reach, um, those people in our lives that, that nobody else, no one else is going to reach. I remember um, Paul McCulloch was speaking a few months ago and he was saying about how there's people in each of your lives that only you can reach, only you guys can reach them because no one else, no one else can do it for you. It has to come from your own relationship with God. Those people that you love, that you know don't know Jesus, that you know don't have a faith, that you know are living in the world, in the destructive path of the world. Those people, only you can reach them. And that starts with your relationship with God. Because it's not on you. It's not on you to save them. God saves them. But you have to give God your yes continually to, sit to, to, to just flow into your life. And out of that will come those people that you love being saved. Thank you, I need that water. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I've got a little verse here. Um, so the verse is 1 Corinthians 12, 27 to 28. And it says, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts, of, parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who help others, those who have the gifts of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. We are to be the God in this world. He is living inside of us. We are to be people's representation of God in this world. We are to be who they see, and they see God. They see Jesus in us. There's all these roles that God has, God has set for, for each and every one of you. There's different things for every single person. No one in here is exempt. Because you're in this room today, God has made you here. It's not just, you've not just come to church out of your own doing. God has made you be here today, whether you think it or not. And he wants to use you. He has a path and a purpose and a specific thing. Like he says, look at all the different roles that there are. Prophets, apostles, teachers, preachers, people speaking in tongues, people with different gifts. There are so many different things that he wants to do in each of you. And there's a unique calling for each of you that God has designed before everything happened, before you were all born, designed that and put that into you so that you could reach the specific people that he knew would be in your lives at this time and the next. So yeah, we are to be, we are to be the representation of Jesus in this world, that when people see us, they see something different. They see God within us because he's real and he lives on the inside of us. So we can't just be mediocre. We won't just be mediocre. We are not stopping. Like I said, we're not going, we're not slipping into mediocrity. We're not doing that. Because there's so many people that need to hear this. There's so many people that need Jesus, that are living such sad lives. There's so much destruction caused by sin because people just don't know Jesus. They don't know the true way that life was intended to be, designed by our creator, the creator of all of us in here, the creator of everything out there, all of the, all of the things that come together to make this building. He designed everything in a specific way so that we could live out that way. And that is the true life that God intended for us. There's design to everything, and there is a way that God wants us to live. And yeah, God wants everyone, each and every one of you, to be a part of it. There's, there's those people that only you can reach. Everybody in here, from the front to the back, the old and the young, only you can reach those people in your lives. And Jesus wants you to step forward, step up, come to know him in relationship, because it might sound scary, but once you know God, there's no fear of man, because you know you're just doing it for God. You know you're just... I'm not doing anything myself. All I've done is give God my yes to, to just take over my life. All I've done is give him my yes. Continuous yes. And he has just done everything else through me. Anything good you see in me is not me. It's not me because my old self died with Jesus on the cross. My old self died. I am not, I don't want to bear the image of Nathan Grant. I don't want to bear the image of Nathan Grant. I want to bear the image of Jesus Christ. The one who saves, the one who died so that every single person, all the people you love, who are, who are headed for destruction so that they could be saved, so that they could experience true life, so that they could experience joy in their lives, so that they could experience how God intended, how our creator intended us to be. You know, and the next point is that a huge thing that, that can get us on that path, get us reaching those people, is having a relationship with the word. John 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word of God. The Bible is not just a book full of good advice and good morals. Jesus is the Word of God. The Word of God, the Bible is living. The Bible is God living and speaking to us. It's his direct instruction manual for how he wants us to live, how he wants us to live according to the design that he set before, before the beginning of time. 
so that we could live how we're meant to. And yeah, that, that, that verse just, just puts it perfectly, that the word was with God, the word was God. The Bible is God. It's not just a book. It's not just a book, not just good morals, not just nice teachings that help us to live, live nice, happy, clappy lives that, that make us help an old lady cross across the street. God wants us to experience inner transformation. That is, I didn't even drink any. <laughs> Um, have I got time? Cool. Um, so yeah, God wants us to live not just a life of good morals, but he wants us to be transformed from the inside by coming into relationship with him. When you know him, you're changed from the inside. It's not just changing your behavior to try and fit in and be a good church person, be a good churchgoer. He wants to change you on the inside, on a thing that happens day to day outside of church. You can never go to a church building in your life and live the best life that God has for you because it's not about coming to church. It's not about religion. It's about knowing him as a friend, and he will do so much through that. He will transform you spiritually, not just emotionally, not just making you emotionally excited that fades away after a week. He will transform you spiritually that lasts a lifetime, and you will be forever changed, and the people in your lives will see it, and they will be saved, and they will experience true joy. They will experience the life that you know. They will experience the life that God wants us to have, and it's so good. And so, yeah, we must have a relationship with the Word of God. We must be in our Bibles daily. It's the daily bread. It's, it's food. It's food for our souls. It's nourishment for us. If we don't eat physical food, we'll starve and die. If we don't eat spiritual food, we'll starve spiritually. We'll die spiritually. We'll become spiritually dead to God, where we're just living in the world, living a boring, unfulfilling, purposeless life when we don't get into the Word of God. Because the Word of God is God speaking to us. It's God pouring into us all the things that he wants to do through us and changing us completely. And so many times we ask for God to reveal something to us, like, I just want to know about that. I just want something to be revealed to me. I just want something to be prophesied, something to, to make sense to me. God has put so much in his word already. He has put so much in the word of God already. And we go, we, we go, we come to church to try and ask him and try and find out where it is. Just read the word of God. It's in there. It's in there directly for you. And yeah, the, the last point I have is, is based on the verse Luke 12, 21, uh, which says, Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. And this is, this is the main point that, that starts a world-changing movement. It's not us saying, we want to change the world, we're going to do it, we're going to change how we act to change the world. It's individuals, all of us individually, coming to God in relationship, getting to know him, having our lives transformed ourselves, and then that moves, that, that flows out, that pours into a world-changing movement. Our, our relationship with God as individuals pours into everything else we want to do because we can't just make, our, make ourselves be part of a movement if we don't want to do it. We don't want to be unwilling people just trying to make something happen that we don't actually care about. You have to know the creator, your own creator, to know what your, your identity and your purpose is in life. Um, and so, yeah, you have to individually begin a relationship with God to see your world change, to see the people around you change. You have to start that relationship with God through having a relationship with his word, having a relationship with him, having a, a, a prayer life, worshipping him truly and speaking to him, not just singing words, and everything will change. Every single thing will change. Um, and so I think that's, that, that's about all from me. But yeah, I just want to just say, just start your own relationship with God. Because I, I came to church, I've, I've grown up in church all my life. Nothing changed, nothing in my life was fulfilling until I started my own relationship with God and started reading his word. So just do that, church. 
Fantastic. Wasn't that good? Come on. Well done, Nathan. Yeah. Fantastic. Listen, we've got one more little treat for you. Someone's going to come and share the word um, in this last moment of the service. So this guy's a legend. He's already been on the stage once today. Um, he's just a great, great guy. I do need to get wet with a water gun a bit more because he's, um, he's been chasing me a bit this week. But listen, can we uh, just put our hands together for Ben Kunga? Hello, 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 hello. How are you doing? We good? Yeah. Right, cool. What I like to do before I speak, I like to start with this one verse. It is Proverbs 16, verse 9. You may plan your course, but the Lord determines your steps. I just feel like there's, there's at least one person in this room. You might have planned something. It's not, it's not, come, it's not worked. And you've been down high. Like, that's the normal reaction. I've been there. But what we need to remember is God has a plan for each and every one of us. And it's so much better than what we could ever imagine. Because he sees everything. He sees all these skills that we might not see in ourselves. But he sees it. So I just want, want everyone here to remember that. Yeah. So... What I'm going, to be, I'm going to be sharing a bit of my story and a couple of verses that have helped me. So I've grown up in church. My whole family's grown up in church for 16 years. And I've been in Momentum for five years. Like I've, yeah, I've been to five summer camps as well. And I'd say for my first two summer camps, I didn't really take it seriously. Like my brother had gone to summer camp, he'd be raving about, oh, summer camp's good, summer camp's good. Uh, he'd be raving about it. And I was like, oh, well, I want to experience that too. So I, I saw it as like a rite of way. I didn't see it as like, oh, I'm going to get closer to God. I saw it as just like a rite of passage. So my first two years, I was going, I was raising my hands, I was doing all this, but I didn't really understand. I didn't take the time to ask questions why. So yeah, that was my first two years. My third year, I remember, I came in with a mindset, like, I want to know God. I remember it being a Wednesday night and just praying for God to, God to show me if you're real or not. Because I'd, be I'd been living for the world. I had not been living for him. So I just remember calling out to him and crying. And it's like, for me, it was weird because if you know me, I'm not a very serious guy. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> I'm always laughing or something. But in that moment, I was crying and I was shocked. But then that's when I knew God is real and he sees everything. His presence in that moment was so clear to see. And from then, I've just, I've just been living for God. I've, I've realized that living for the world is just not as good as living for God. What the world can offer you it has no comparison to what God can offer you. So, but I'll be lying if I said your life's going to be perfect when you put your full trust in God. Like, there's going to be so many people that are going to try sway you in the wrong direction, sway, make you do this, make you do that. But what we need to remember is God, God wants to be in a relationship with us. He doesn't, God isn't this, like I said at Summer Cap, this, God isn't this big giant who we can only speak at like conferences like, one family or youth things like some account, we should speak to him as a best friend. He want, God wants to know everything about us, even if we don't feel like it. So, yeah, Philippians 4 verse 6, do not worry about anything. He said, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank you for all he has done. I'm so grateful that we serve a loving God, a God that I can, I can mess up all the time and come back because he's forgiving. God he doesn't, he doesn't want to lose you. God is the best friend you could ever ask for. Like, he's better than anyone in your contacts or your phone. Even you, you could have the most famous person on your phone. God is better, no matter what. So I think what, we, what sometimes I struggle with as well, I might do something and I feel like, oh, this is too bad for God, God to forgive me. But what I, you need to remember, and I need to remember myself, God forgives you no matter what you do. God is never, his love is... 
it's not restricted. It's, he loves everyone and everyone. He wants to be in a relationship with all of us. All right. 1 Peter 5, verses 6 to 7. So humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. We need to be able to give all our worries to God. Sometimes pride holds us back. For me, at summer camp, I didn't want people to see me crying. I didn't want people to see me cooling out because for me, crying, I saw it as like, no, it makes me seem weak. And, but it doesn't because when we have God, we're stronger than any other person. Right. 1 John verses 2 to 16. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but from this world. I can tell you from experience, living for the world does not compare in the slightest to living for God. Like, there's so many things, things that are so easy to do, like, that are living for the world, but God, all we need to do is talk to him. Like, it's, we can do it anywhere. We can do it here. You can do it in your bedroom. You can do it on, like, a car journey. All you need to do is take that time, pray to him, be honest, be available. Because when you're available, he'll change your life in ways you never would have imagined. Let me get some water. All right, so the next, next thing I have to say, I took it from Nathan, actually. We were, we were planning like a little duo preach. Um, and he said, living for God does not guarantee a smooth flight, so an easy life. But it does guarantee a safe landing, salvation, and you have the peace of God within every suffering. So, yeah, like I said, it's not going to be smooth sailing the whole time. Things are going to try and get in your way, try to overthrow you. But you've got to realize, God is up here, everything else down there, like... Everything else, like, it's just not as good. And what I want to do, I just want to challenge you to think about what you're living for, what you're doing right now. Would, say if God was right here, would you still be doing the same thing? You've got to think about that because God knows. God knows what's best for you. No matter what anyone says, God knows the best thing for you. And he has his plans for you are so good. I just want you to remember that. And there's so many easy ways to, you can do it. Like, for me... The way I stay close to God, I'll be doing Bible plans with my friends. Like, like today, was, I'm starting a new one with a couple people from youth. And I think it's just so good. Because for me, I think talking about it has been the hardest thing. But if you have someone you're accountable to, like I have a few people I can talk to about anything. If you have them people, it's so much better. Because you don't think that people are going for the same thing as you. But then when you talk about it, you're like, wow, we're the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think... His love, just to end with, his love does not compare to anyone else. No matter what anyone says in this world, his love is so much better and he's so much stronger. And yeah, that's all for me. Well, wasn't that good? Fantastic. Listen, that's the truth right there, that, that God loves us. And that God, what I love is that God can speak to any person of whether age or, you know, there's nothing stopping him from speaking into the hearts. The thing I get is that, are you open to him? Do you, does your heart want it? Because the reality is an open heart, the Bible says those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. The Bible says when we knock, the door will be opened. When we seek, we shall find. When we ask, it will be given. Amen. And so the question is, do we want it? And listen, I'm just going to hand over to Nate, who's just going to end the service this morning and pray for us all. Yeah, so I just want to pray for everybody in here. And I just want to pray that 
if you're, if you're someone in here that's, that's seeing what's going on, that's seeing what Jesus is doing, that's been touched by God this morning, or in the past couple of weeks, or whatever's going on, and you just, you're just saying, you want to you wanna have this life that Jesus is offering. You want to have this life that you're seeing. I just want to pray. I'd ask if you bow your heads right now um, and just repeat with me, everybody in the room. But if you're, if you're truly meaning this, just say this and mean it with your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you that you died so that I didn't have to take the punishment for my sin. I thank you, Lord, that you offer a life that is so much better than what the world offers. Jesus, I put my faith in you. I want to know you. I accept that you are my life. I give over my life to you. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill me and transform me into a new creation. Jesus, you have my life. Amen. So yeah, just keep your eyes, keep your eyes closed, keep your head bowed. But I just want to want to say that if um, if you are truly meaning this, if this is you and your your faith isn't in Jesus, I would just ask that I don't I don't want you to, to raise your hand or anything, but just just in your heart, if you're truly meaning this, come see somebody at the end. Come speak to me or Sean or any of any of the pastors, and we can we can pass you on to people and we can um, speak to you. But just 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 truly mean that and give God your yes and he will completely transform your life and give you everything that your heart truly needs and desires so yeah you can you can lift your head so, but just at the end of the service if, if that was you who's said that for the first time who's truly meant it for the first time actually come and speak to someone one of the pastors just come to the front down here and speak to one of the pastors and we'll sort out things for you to get you started on your your journey with God um, so yeah, I'm just I'm so thankful for what's God for what God's done this morning. Um, am I good to end? Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I, church. I just I'm just so thankful for what God's doing, and I pray that you all have brilliant spirit-filled weeks, and that people in here would grow closer to God, and that God would move in our lives and start a movement starting in each and every one of us. Yeah. This is-